What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Patience, yeah, and just throw away your ego. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hey guys, welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast. My name is Maria JD and before I introduce the guest of today's episode, as I always do, I'm going to introduce you to one thing that's happening in our community this and next week and there is still time to join. It's Monster Challenge, a competition and a learning opportunity for 3D artists. It's really beginner friendly. There are two categories this time. You can compete with beginners or you can compete with professionals. And uh, it's really not only about prizes. It's not only about the amazing judges and exposition. It's also about this epic community and people to get inspired from. So, well, I'm just going to leave a link here in the show notes and under the video and we'd love to have you there among other participants. Uh, The more, the merrier. Well, enough of the intros. I'm going to now bring our guest and it's Ren Manolov. You probably already heard of him. Ren is a really weird combination of a traditional artist and a digital artist. And he's also a pretty weird combination of an art director and an amazing freelancer who works with some of the world's top studios. So how he does it, that's what we're going to find out. Ren, welcome to the show. Okay, Ren, we're now live. Thanks so much for coming to Art Heroes podcast. And again, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate, you know, like uh, you coming to record this uh, after everything you think you've been through today. <laughs> I know it's been a long day. Yeah, for, for, for everybody, they don't know what I've been through. It's not so difficult. I just like <laughs> just came back from holiday, basically, but <laughs> I am pretty, pretty tired. When I said that, that sounded more important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's come, true, that's true. come on, like holiday in 2020 is definitely a challenge as well. <laughs> It is. That's why it was uh, only five days, but I'm quite, uh, I, I can say recharged. It wasn't enough, but it was just great to, to have it and to be able to, to go around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, amazing. So Ren, where are you now? Like that's the UK, London. That's the UK. That's, that's London. And I'm, right. uh, yeah, just a few hours since I'm back and I'm in it. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So, you know, like I'll just, you know, let's, get right into it and maybe we start with you so you know first things first um maybe i can you know i can go ahead and introduce you but i think you're definitely better at doing that because uh, you're definitely more updated (laughs) on your i'm more updated yeah i I must be i must be yeah yeah i hope so uh i just know your linkedin (laughs) profile (laughs) so um yeah go ahead like what do you work on right now or you know like in terms of like studio and project if you can speak about that so what's on your sure. agenda today? yeah my agenda today um, is basically get some rest but just in general um, I've been around uh, different VFX houses in London I started in, in Bulgaria in small one 
that's where I'm originally from. And then I came to, to London, started in MPC, Frame Store, ILM. Uh, worked on some quite big and very challenging and interesting productions. And then I moved to a smaller, smaller house where I basically originally started. Um, it was um, the studio where I started. It's called Worldwide Effects. But the one that is based in Sofia then uh, grew up and opened different uh, facilities now in London as well, in Portugal, in Braga. Uh, where you are at the moment, not in Braga, but in Portugal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically me and a, a colleague of mine and a great friend, uh, we are running the studio at the moment. We are just supervising the work and taking mostly the creative decisions there. Um, and just because I'm, I mean, I love what I do and I really want to always stay in touch with the, I'm always calling it actual work, but you know, not that the other is not work, yeah. but I do like to, I'm a, I'm a sculptor, I'm an artist, that's my, my background, that's what my parents do and my traditional background. So I always like to uh, stay in touch and keep sculpting and doing characters and character, um, freelance character work for, at the moment, for Blur, just recently um, did a gig for uh, Blizzard and so apart from my day-to-day -day job, I do freelance for different companies that do amazing work as well. Wow, sounds yeah. really complex. We'll dive into this topic actually right in a bit because I really wanted to uh, talk sure. about, you know, freelancing, uh, like, you know, but we'll do just in a few moments. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, worldwide effects, right? That's kind of a, that's your yeah. first time at the moment. Um, that's and, my full time at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, you are a VFX supervisor. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, to me, these titles are always, um, I'm just, yeah, happy to basically take the creative, uh, most of the creative calls. Um, and I'm supervising the, the, the work as well. I must say with, uh, with my colleague who's helping a lot. Um, and we just do that uh, for more than two years now. It's oh, going wow. well. You did some time, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the first track. big show was basically uh, the new the, the the new Hellboy, the reboot one. Um, so there was a lot of um, yeah, a lot of creatures, and we basically did uh, a few assets, and then shared with uh, Goodbye Kansas and with Mister Mister X in in Canada. Um, so we did our own sequence, our own characters. We gathered the team and I was involved in recruiting, supervising, like there was so much that after my ILM uh, move to Worldwide Effects, you go from uh, just doing very specific creature and character work. Um, I finished uh, my, I finished my work on Jurassic uh, World 2. Uh, it was such an amazing show and uh, the, the dinosaurs and all that, but you're just, um, I mean, you, you're still responsible for lots of the creative uh, decisions because there is a, you work with an amazing um, concept artist and concept art department, but then all of a sudden uh, you realize there's so much more uh, that you could do when you move into a smaller house because we had to, that, that's funny, we had to um, choose furniture 
desks and then computer configurations, then set up the team and then the shots started coming and deadlines are, you know, you see the milestones and you still don't have the team. So that's where we pulled our uh, connections and, and started calling friends and, hey, are you interested? This is going on. The show is cool. And you need to just very quickly uh, gather the team and start working. You haven't been outside of a, like a big house and you need to set up a like even freestyle pipeline. It was uh, messy, but that's where we are. And at the moment, things are going a lot better. Um, it was funny. Even the first show, it was very, very challenging. And yeah. And that sounds amazing. That actually, to me, sounds like, you know, hashtag startup life within the VFX world. It was, yeah, it was. Um, and it still is. Um, I just, um, basically, we maintain the core team. Uh, there are some amazing uh, talents in, in, in our team. All the, all the people came from, from ILM, from, uh, we had our animation supervisor was from Weta. It was, um, um, yeah, just big names. I don't want to pick any of them more than like, yeah. I have preferences, but the team is really amazing. Framestore, MPC, ILM, and, and we, at the moment, we work with a quite of a unique team and the studio is very boutique in a way. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we moved on to other shows and worked with uh, Cinesite uh, collaborating and that's, that's what, it, what it is at the moment. So since you're, you know, uh, um, I think actually you're the first person that I'm speaking to that, uh, that can speak on behalf of like a boutique uh, production company. And that is, I think, very, very interesting. So, you know, like, what do you think is the minimum number of artists or like, you know, team members that it takes to, to actually pull a production uh, together? Because as you said, there are so many moving pieces, so many... Yeah specific um like parts um yeah so, yeah what was that for you guys there are um the first thing you need to do is i mean we've all read that that you need to be the least clever person in the in the room right and everything will go right this is this is just i'm the example seriously it's uh, <laughs> what, what, what i what i knew is like um you need you have all the different departments and you need a good leader per department. That's for sure. So you go to a very skillful, um, experienced person. And if you have a good leader, then he will be able to help you with uh, finding the other uh, senior people, mid people and junior people. So you need the workforce and then you move on to um, oh, like filling the gaps. But you need a few key people that you need to um, rely on speak with and what i like about our studio at the moment is that um just we are between 20 and 30 people um but we have been crewing up and down and we keep the size of um the skeleton crew is around 15 people uh-huh uh, including myself and my uh, friend and colleague i need to say his name now uh milen uh, okay. his name is milen and um Basically, including us, we are around 15 people. So I think with um, having these members, you can always, um, again, the industry is so small that you can reach out and find, uh, hopefully, the right people. Uh, apart from riggers, there are no riggers anywhere in, in the world. 
Okay, um, like now we yeah. should put like you know like rigor alert. <laughs> rigor alert. Yes, rigor alert, please, everybody <laughs> who hasn't this chosen a... a path in this industry. There is a big rigor alert. <laughs> yeah, th there is. There is. Um, I mean, yes, and then you you fill the gaps. Uh, you rely on these people, and and it depends really. Like your question, uh, if I go back to it. You really depend on how many shots you will take. So you need to be realistic. Uh, for Hellboy, we had a big sequence, fighting uh, sequence, and uh, there was this transformation. That's a long story. I will never want to okay. get involved again with a transformation creature that transforms because <laughs> producers never know what the percentage of transformation that they want to that they look they tell you oh yeah yeah we know roughly 25 to 30 percent of the like the the morph between human and let's say end design yeah but then you show them what actually is the 30 percent and they're like no 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 more and you're like this is 50 yeah yeah okay 50 is great then you go and then if if it transforms multiple times it just gets so tricky that you lose a huge amount of time and it, it just, it's, it was uh, tough. Yeah. Man, okay, okay. Yeah. So, now so there is so a there transformation alert as well. <laughs> yeah, transformation alert. So they're definitely challenging, um, like as in everything else, right? Challenging tasks, but you learn a lot through the process and hopefully it will get easier. I think it got easier to be fair now that we have pipeline and all. Uh, but 10, 15 people get your key, um, leaders per department, speak with them, rely on their opinion, hear the rest of the team. This is super important. We sit down and we talk. There is no me taking the calls or whatever. I can say like creatively, I think this will be better, but honestly, the people are coming also from big companies. They have their own, um, experience. And I'm always saying that if you go for someone uh, that you like his work and his uh, quality as like just his work ethic. Uh, yeah. You need to listen to them. That's why they're in your team. Yeah. That is so interesting. That is so interesting. So um, like, oh my God, I've got a list of questions here. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Uh, so um, like I'm listening to you and I'm kind of coming to conclusion that uh, you also hire people that you know from before, so you don't really go on. No, um, they knew each other. I, I never dragged them. Okay, fine. Into it. So <laughs> the leaders of the departments hire people that they know. So it's not like. Uh, In a way, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like some experience. Um, like, do you think you can speak for, you know, like the average or like something like uh, why or how do people know each other? I'm just thinking of young artists out there that are probably listening to us. And I'm like, yeah. okay, if I'm a young artist, so mm. I don't know, be anyone. So how do I get to know people if I, if I'm not like, you know, all the studios, all the studios, they, they search for different uh, experience levels. So when I started, I didn't have any connections, any experience. I didn't know what to do. And I was asking even to the artists, hey, I'm a 3D artist, what should I do? And they were like, well, make your portfolio and start applying. And I was like, yeah, sure. So make portfolio, where do I apply? You know, I, I had like, I mean, sounds like it was so much back in the days. It wasn't, I started 
six years ago, uh, the whole journey for me, but I had a solid traditional background and this helped me a lot. So just for the young people, uh, the young like striving artists, um, honestly, there is a lot of work and if they work hard and they have the talent and just they do the hours, I think any studio will eventually um, have work for them. Hopefully, if, if it doesn't happen like yet and it doesn't click, um, they should just keep working on it. I, yeah, th that was my, the way the things worked with me. And then the connections um, that you, you, you spoke about, they, they're inevitable, right? You start and you, you go in this company, you speak with these people, you learn that amount of uh, like just things mm -hmm. and then you move on to another one. And you should never forget that this whole, I call it a game, this whole game, this whole thing um, is very complex. It's not just the skill, it's not just to be friendly and talkative. It's just, it's complex on multi, yeah. multiple levels. And uh, well, that's, that's a great clarification. Thanks for that. And yeah, I spotted another thing that you mentioned that I also find quite interesting is like the work ethic and, you know, like the communication. Um, yeah. I absolutely agree with because this is essential. But yeah. uh, how do you think you can judge somebody's work ethic and what is it even for you when we're talking about the artist? So, you know, like these qualities that don't uh, stand out in the portfolio. Uh, work ethic is, I think, I think working with people, you can definitely tell who is um, passionate about it, um, who is doing even more than expected and who's putting more. Like for me, uh, I even had that problem just because I really like, um, I mean, again, I'm going to say it, like I really like just sculpting and, and, and art related um, just details and structure and form and this whole thing. So sometimes, for example, on Jurassic, I remember the supervisors were telling me, we don't see that, we don't need to see that. And I'm just sitting there to finish this bit, even though it's like <laughs> between the toes. Because if you leave it blank for me, honestly, it's not a great thing because you end up uh, you might be late, you might have to stay longer and no one is requiring this from you on this particular point. So you need to, but you know, this is work ethic. This is like, you're really passionate about it. You don't, you don't just look at the time all the time and uh, nine to five and go home and whatever. Um, I think different departments approach their job in different way. I don't want to put any of yeah, the other. Um, each of them is very important, but um, I, for, for me, moving into a smaller studio was very, uh, very helpful. And I've learned a lot just um, managing in a way and dealing with more people from different departments. And then at some point we had, you know, we had bad apples. Um, you know, you just see that this person... Um, He's not even striving to come up with an idea or whatever. He just listens to you. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And if he does it, even if, even if there are a few more hours, there's no, no drive, no nothing. You know, just wait for the time of the day. Okay, see you tomorrow. Um, yeah, 
you can leave at let's say six, whatever. I I don't mind. I even respect people that they work hard and they leave on time. That's great. But still, you can recognize the good work ethic and who's putting the hours, who is uh, just you know living with 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 their job and their ideas. They're bringing a lot to the table. You discuss. You might not always go with it, but it's easy to be recognized and companies and uh, it's, it's super valuable. Um, yeah. Just saying your opinion out there is also important. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, as you're saying, it's like being there for the team and it doesn't yeah. matter if you're the best or not, you're just like present in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, what do you think and how do you think it changes when the team is virtual? Because now so many teams are like, suddenly virtual and we, again yeah. like we have to yeah. deal with like work ethic virtually so i don't know if you have a tip for somebody who wants to show good work ethic like in a complete remote setting or like it's, how do you see that even honestly you don't even have to to show it i think if you want to just show it it will be yeah like a fake work ethic <laughs> it will be a fake work ethic and you yeah. can again tell uh it's just I don't know. It's um, for, for me. It um, I think the remote work. It has lots of pluses and like pros and cons because um, lots of the bigger studios now they work with um, artists that they haven't worked before because they they needed them on site. Now all the people could be off site. Um, so for me, for with Blizzard with Blur. All that worked great, right? Um, but when I do work with my team, um, I always think that going to the next desk and discussing or scheduling a meeting very quickly in 15 minutes and you gather all the team and you talk about the problem or that you know crazy deadline that just arrived, then it's a little bit easier. Um, yeah. What I don't like about the remote stuff are all these meetings and calls hopefully not hopefully but luckily enough there is a production team and they do a lot of work they're so important um where they just you know uh, schedule everything so you just jump on a call decide and then you go but yeah pros and cons honestly if you do the work and you're active and you're out there um, you always deliver your tasks and even you come up with an extra, I don't know, proposal there for the particular shot or character or design. It's very easy to, to see who's really into it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I guess, you know, the, the easy is just like how active the person is and it's also possible to be present when yeah. you're on remote. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very easy to, to tell. Well, yeah. I trust you, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, you will see. So, and uh, finally, you know, like the, the topic that I really wanted to jump in, and uh, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Blur and Blizzard uh, again, is actually, you know, freelancing um, together with, like combining freelancing gigs with uh, yeah. uh, like a full-time job that I know many people do, but like way more people actually want to do. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. How do you see this if it's hard for you, if it's like challenging and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, if you think that it's a viable thing at all or 
you kind of do it out of necessity or what's that like for you? For me, um, thankfully, I don't do it from necessity. I, okay. I just, I mean, yeah, it depends how passionate you are about your work. I don't even see it as work. I see it as hobby and it's just, I'm lucky enough to be paid for it because when these two, let's say, jobs are done, uh, if I have the time, um, I do my personal stuff. I think that the personal projects are extremely important because this is where you take your decisions. This is what represents you. Um, this is what ideally builds your, your portfolio and represents you as an artist. Even not so much portfolio as I'm going to get that job. Um, it's the portfolio that represents you as an artist. If you want to show, th th this is who I am. And we're not talking companies. We're not talking job, job, all the time job, you know. We're talking about what do you, what are your uh, choices? What are your topics? Um, where do you, what do you want to show and, and share? And what structure or... Um, personal, I don't know, experience or character or whatever grabbed your attention and you put down hours for this and you sacrifice other hours from somewhere else to do that. You know, for me, portfolio with personal stuff is, is this, is not really, uh, always you need to strive to do that portfolio because, you know, they will call you another company yeah. or whatever. Um, hopefully they will still um get back to you and task you and you know you will start a healthy working relationship um which with me happened um i even like sometimes ask myself my god i don't have anything rendered or textured and how did they even like got there to... <laughs> but when it happens it's it's super super satisfying because you didn't do anything that Oh, I need to do that because, you know, someone will like it. But I really don't, for example. I'm not, let's say, into zombies, right? And I don't have a single one. So I'm not going to do one. Never. Or at least let's say, let's never say never. But you yeah. know what I mean. It's, yeah. yeah. So sometimes you do that, as you said, like out of necessity. In my case, is not this. It's just the passion and what I love to do. And um, it's tricky to be done um, because it requires so many hours. And I think you need to really, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to uh, sacrifice hours, um, hours and hours, and you need to basically be lucky enough to have a partner who understands and can support this craziness because we are crazy about what we do. And yeah, I'm lucky in that matter as well so i do appreciate a lot the, the time i've been uh left to you know play yeah okay cool so basically your play time would that be personal projects or side gigs i love yeah. the same thing anyway so that's like after you're done with uh, uh your day job um so it's like evenings and weekends mostly yeah. Yeah, mostly. Um, sometimes you end up doing full weeks, running into another full week, and then 
you do realize you're not a machine, you need a break. So when uh, weeks are merging, it's not great. You need to have at least, at least one day. So when it comes to like a weekend, like go out there if you can, if you're not locked down, right? Um, but if you can go out there and then, you know, even like going for a walk or whatever and leaving the town and then coming back, I can still continue, but you need that few hours just refreshing because otherwise it gets, you, you're losing, you're losing idea of what day is and it becomes very, very tough. But yeah, um, after the day work, then you do, it depends also how quick you are. Um, yeah. Great point. You're reading yeah. my mind. That was the next thing, actually. Um, seriously, like uh, it's just here. So I was going to ask if uh, uh, for your, you know, like let's call them side gigs. Um, yeah. If it's actually about hours, it's if it's about project, and uh, you know whether you need to actually put another eight daily hours, which comes up to your sixteen working daily hours or it really is about your speed and deliverables just talk to um, me a little bit about the side gigs you know like yeah how do you yeah i that? think i think you can um i mean the time in our industry in our day-to-day -day job and all that is a little bit uh subjective mm -hmm. um because if you like usually you have you have a task you have a you, you have a a goal to achieve it really doesn't matter like you have usually a few days or two weeks and if you're okay with that time of course you don't have to just leave um, but there are artists based on their experience a lot quicker than others so I think in the end it matters the quality it matters if you really deliver uh, what you've been hired for um, and along the way if you if you can do more than this, like you don't just ask for another task, but you put more quality into it. So if you hit that quality and you're satisfied with your work and hopefully supervisors or uh, like your client is happy with it, then I think, you know, it's not about these eight hours because someone okay. might take nine and might deliver poorer quality. So yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. So, like, in and what is for you, uh, like, you know, the, your personal add-on, like, kind of a quality add-on? So, uh, like, for example, in case of freelance gig, um, would you be, you know, what would you be adding as, like, you know, your, uh, a little bit more from your side? Or you just, like... I think, yeah, I think I always try to, for me, the structure is very extremely super important because the details, they come on top. Then if you are solid there and the anatomy is there, um, even if let's say the client says, oh, great, you know, uh, that's fine. If I can push that more so I can be happy with it, great. Then comes to the next level. If I can push more the quality, the, the details, um, I'll do it, you know, in the end, I know that it's great that they're happy, but if this thing is going to represent me, I'm gonna 
put that time, right? Because this will lead to other cool things, other clients. And also I will be happy to share that with the artists and the art community there without hesitation. Mm, you know, I had three days, so this is why it looks bad. Well, that's my name there. So I really want to do the best I can and even more where I'm satisfied and then you stop. So when you add a few more bits on every level, it kind of shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that's, you know, that has something to do with just like your uh, personal style and with your personal approach and projects in general. Uh, speaking of which, actually, what is, what are your personal projects now? Like, what are you working on in your free time? If there is any, I actually normally start from this, but like, you know, <laughs> let's I have, I have multiple and multiple ongoing projects. Um, I think when you start, you're trying to go from point A to point B or Z, right? Um, and that, that's great. At some point, I, when it comes to a personal work, I lost the necessity to go and detail everything. Uh, I think the more you know, or at least, I mean, there are crazy good artists out there and they just have different style. What me, I'm talking about, Personally, what happened, I started being more, um, going a little bit, I, I just saw it in my works when at some point you step back and you see your portfolio. I'm like, huh, I went back to uh, more traditional stuff, more simple forms yeah. and, and shapes, and it kind of shows. Um, and then when you work with a client, you go and you do that extra bit. You do the texturing, you do the... Uh, the detailing and it's all great but when it comes to personal stuff i just took a step back and started to break down the things into gesture light forms um character you know even if it's sketched it kind of have the it, it has the feeling that you want to give and then hopefully you will refine it but then i ended up with loads and loads of like big chunk of work um unfinished so at the moment i'm just trying to show because clients are coming and they're like you don't do texturing right and i'm like no no, i do well you don't have it so okay um i got it <laughs> you know uh, but then you do something and they realize oh yeah that's okay that's great fine you do it but right now i'm doing apart from the old ongoing ones i'm just not even sharing now so i can finish something Okay. Um, so that's another thing that I'm testing at the moment, just uh, sharing too many whips. I kind of, I think the drive, um, you, you, you lose it. The motivation drops with every whip that you're sharing. Okay. At least that's how I felt. Oh and now I'm just not sharing anything because I have many sketches many gesture uh sculpts and drawings and whatever so now i'm just trying something else and i'm working on uh one barbarian uh from just just a fan art i mean it's not a it's just yeah my take on barbarian from diablo 2 um and i have lots of and lots of others so basically you're aiming to like finish completely as as of like texture render like the full yeah, that will be that will be new for me. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I've learned more, I think, when I was working on simple shapes and forms and anatomy and all that. Uh, for me, it was great that I had the, the time to do that, but now I just want to finish something more um, with the level of detail and refinement that I would like. And in order to do it, I'm not sharing anything because I feel that there are people out there, they share like a, a thousand and three images before their final one. And all due respect, that's great. I just can't, can't do it. So why can't? Like, talk to me about that. Like, can't is like just your personal thing. Like, that's not good enough. Or it's just like the motivation thing. Or you just want to push yourself to finish, to finish actually. I, 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 just, I just think that when you show, when you say, I'm, I will do that. I, I'm working on that. I will finish it, you see. And at some point, that energy and charge, it just drops little by little. So I'm not sure. I'm still testing it. But for now, it works, uh, it works well. And I'm just staying there and you know, trying to, trying to, to, to finish that thing, basically. Right. Yeah. And I really wanted your take on another thing as somebody who comes from a traditional art background. Um, so do you consider like 3d art as an art or as a skill and, um, and more of a tool? I don't even know how to place it in the other bucket, but I, I hope you understand what I mean. Right. That, like, a a, yeah. 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 That's a that's a great question um, because I was I was hardcore traditional. So I have a like a high school of fine arts. My parents are artists. Uh, this is my mother's painting, and it's just <laughs> you know like I live and bred, and I was there in their studio with you know the smell of oil oil and all that. Um, and then at some point when I graduated Academy of Fine Arts, I thought. And now what? You know, I'm, I'm like from Bulgaria. For them, it worked. Um, but the more the democracy came into play, the less the artists, the poets, and um, I mean, they, they just struggled in Bulgaria. So I didn't want to go that way. And I wanted to use my traditional skills, you see, traditional skills to do something that I'm passionate about. So I was always drawn into uh, my, my grandpa, he was an actor um, and he played in plays and movies and etc. So I always loved the cinema. So I thought, oh, okay, wait. So I have art, I have cinema, I love games. So maybe something will merge these all. And it was like um, very natural continuation with the uh, ZBrush, thank God. And, um, just the sculpting, it, was, it felt like drawing into space. And then I've learned how much I don't know about sculpture because I graduated illustration. And uh, yeah, and, and like back to your question, I thought in the beginning, this is always great, but it's 3D. Um, so I was like, in a way, disregarding it. But during these years, I've realized that I was very silly and very stupid. Um, <laughs> and, and then you realize that it doesn't matter if it's charcoal, if it's pencil, if it's oil, if it's 3D, if you're going to print it, if you're going to use clay. 
It matters the subject, the gesture, the way you execute it, um, and in the end, what you wanna also say. Not just words. You need to put the. You need to use the skill there and to have something to say. But really, it's media, especially now that we can. Uh, everyone is starting to 3D print, and then you can scale it up and down, and um, it's just media. So. It is art, it depends what you're doing. Not everything that is modeled for me is sculpture. It's just modeled, it's something. I mean, yeah, but if you use it the right way, you can do art. Wow, okay. That is a serious statement. That is a serious statement. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I, I love it. So, um, and I guess you partially answered my next question, which was like, um, you know, uh, if if everything that is created if every character is an art uh which is i guess not so then uh, i mean it's it, it's a bit it hard. depends right you can put it in the character art category but then there is art and art and there is drawing and drawing you know from i don't know there is a sketch from Michelangelo for the Sixteen Chapel, and then there is a sketch of someone that, you know, I sketched a bird and yesterday I started. Well, yeah, I know, but let's not, let's not put them side by side because there is a huge difference. So I'm a little bit more conservative with these, like giving, oh, this is superb and this is fantastic. Like, guys, just chill down on all that like excitement it's not all that excitement uh, like that exciting you will get there i see that you're good you have a lot you know to uh, develop still and to get the experience you need and you will get there i i don't like put brakes on anyone but it takes time and yeah you might never go end up there so then let me just round up with my last question. So do you yeah. think that artists that have something to say have hmm. uh, better chances to be successful in the industry or it like has absolutely nothing to do? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, that's no. a hard question for this time of the day. <laughs> I think by artists having something to say, I hope that all the artists have something to say, or at least... Yes, I do also. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, like, I mean, the industry. You, The industry and... Ah, this is a very long... Uh, we need part two. Uh, okay. We probably need to is, open some wine now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I think they can go... They can go together, uh, for sure. You... you like having something to say you can still keep it and do it as a personal thing and then you can that's a good point you know yeah that's a great you can, point. yeah definitely yeah because you need to know you need to target your projects if you do something for a client you do what the client has hired for otherwise you just you do not uh like go with it and you say no i'm busy i'm gonna work on my personal stuff and then say whatever you want but if you work for a client, you work with them. Then you find time and you dedicate that on your personal stuff. 
Okay. No. Thanks for breaking it down for me. That's yeah. great. But before I let you go, <laughs> we yeah. actually have a, a fun tradition here uh, on the podcast. I've got like okay. a short questionnaire of 10 questions. You're allowed to answer with just a few words. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, and uh, I'm ready when you are. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. To yeah. Ready. Let's sure. go. So what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Uh, hopefully your job will be your hobby. You will be, you know, you, you won't find as many distractions as you think you will. Okay, great. So what's your favorite tradition or holiday? My tradition on the holiday? Your, your favorite tradition or holiday, one or another? Um, just sea. Um, I love the sea and the the sand and the, just swim around and yeah, that's, it's, it's very easy. Just, you need to be somewhere okay. close to the sea. That's it. I, I, like I go in a, in a mountain and I'm like, mm, yeah, not, not so much for me. It's great, but see, that's it. Okay. Great. Um, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? Oh. Uh, favorite ways like starting it. I think <laughs> starting and going through that pain and, um i was very much into it but then lots of stuff and now i think as soon as you start it's get it get easier and it's good for you so do it okay um what's your most used emoji most used emoji i think depends who you talk with but okay. i laugh a lot and then the other is i don't know like I think I laugh a lot. That's it. Okay, great. Yeah, but that's like, if, if it's really funny, otherwise I don't even engage the conversation. <laughs> okay, now I know. Next time I chat with you, if there is no laughing emoji, I'd rather just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just no. Got it. Um, so what's your source of inspiration? Could be anything. It's everywhere. It's um, amazing amazing art uh, from all the artists um, out there. There are so many, I'm not gonna start. Uh, Pinterest is a great resource, um, old masters, and also just observe life. It has a lot to give you and to, to drive you and to lead you somewhere. It doesn't have to be, don't, don't search, don't force it. It needs to really, it's everywhere, yeah. Wow. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh, I think it was patience. Um, patience, yeah. And just throw away your ego. I still struggle with that. Uh, but the, the less you have, I think, I mean, there is a discussion at home because my both parents are very different and they're both artists. The one is like, go with the ego. You need that. The other is like, no, no, no. You, you don't understand. So I was like somewhere That's like in, in your the, head in, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you toned it down and you keep some so you can have that drive, great. Just you don't really need it because, as I said uh, earlier, it's a very complex game out there and you need to show everything you have to say with your work. Right. So um, how do you celebrate little victories? I struggle with that. I always tend to 
not see i mean yeah just how do i celebrate i try to be happy about it but there's always something next that i'm chasing so it's almost like no celebration and there's so much more and it's you need to get to award yourself though because it's um at some point you end up very exhausted and you make yeah you can you can be miserable even though you're achieving stuff there's like you know one step at a time that's all okay if you could see one movie again for the first time uh what movie movie would that be the game with michael douglas and sean penn right and if you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with so who who would they be famous people uh dead or alive doesn't matter okay uh the one will be i might quit after but it will be michelangelo bonarotti <laughs> and the other will be probably another artist um let's say let's say rembrandt wow okay amazing and then my final question that you probably need after after this dinner is what's your backup career <laughs> i will be an actor yeah i'll just follow what my grandpa did i think i still have like hmm am i good enough to keep do what i do or it's too late to be a, i'll stick with this one but yeah okay. i will do that for sure <laughs> oh my god i would really like to uh catch up uh, with you back again in like 20 years just to, to yeah. see if you're still an artist or if you're actually an actor <laughs> check um maybe i'll fail as an actor but if my portfolio um is still growing maybe i just stuck with uh, with the work yeah, exactly <laughs> with <this topic. laughs> uh, yeah amazing amazing yeah. ran uh, thanks so much for uh, for your time and for all the tips and for everything really appreciate you thank being you here. yeah thank so, you for having yeah. me it was a real pleasure all right ciao wow that was quite interesting right and thanks for staying all the way until the end of this episode just another reminder if you want to check out monster challenge go to artheroes.co slash monster challenge or check out the link here in the show notes we're also leaving all the links for you to connect with ren manolov if you want to there is his art station his instagram and uh, some other useful resources here in the video description you can also go to art hero's website and find more detailed show notes and uh rand's artwork as well well that's it for me for now and i'll see you next week stay tuned thanks for listening to art heroes podcast check out www.artheroes.co for show notes more interviews and free tools made for you by our team of mentors Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero.